mat where we discuss the lives of people before or after they get off of the mat. Don't forget to check out episode 13, which is now out on YouTube. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Today we are joined by one of my friends, Logan Lindy. He is a medical device sales rep and a devout Christian man. So welcome to the show today, Logan. I really appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me, bud. I appreciate it. So tell me about the other uh, journey to uh, gymnastics. Oh, man, that's that's all. That's a hard question. Um, so when I was four, my mom put me in different sports when I was little. She put me in basketball, baseball, soccer. Um, and then pretty much I was always flipping around the house, essentially. And then one time I was doing a flip on my bed and I clipped my chin. Um, and then she put me in gymnastics, like literally a week after. And so when I was doing other sports, I was doing handstands and like round offs, mm -hmm. like during practice and like actual games, like, and, um, and I pretty much just turned my attention to gymnastics at a young age. And then I was doing gymnastics since college, essentially. When I first met you, you had the frame of a guy who uh, was a gymnast. So even before I looked at your Instagram, had a conversation yeah. with you, I'm like, this dude is a gymnast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then rolling with you, you have the strength of a gymnast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, for the most part, it's, you know, gymnasts and uh wrestlers i guess have kind of that same build in a sense but gymnasts i feel like you can really tell when someone's a gymnast because they just have this really large back you know yes. and they have like you know really defined arms and it's kind of easy to kind of like oh like and and they're short too mm -hmm. you know like when you're five foot nothing like myself it's like oh yeah you're a gymnast dude like well i can tell by the shoulders as well, <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah so with with um with your college career with gymnastics, uh, tell me about the uh, the hope and the change uh, of going to Oklahoma to uh, wrestle, uh, gym, uh, gymnastics. Yeah, so when I was when I was in high school, um, you know, gymnastics in college for men at least, there's not many, you know, like chances to go. Um, there's only there was at when I was in high school, there was only ten schools in the nation that had division one men's gymnastics. And I was trying to work really hard and trying to get, you know, just trying to get out there, you know, as best as I can. I was, you know, sending um, uh, videos to coaches and colleges and, you know, it was, it was definitely a process for sure. And then I had the opportunity to walk on to the University of Oklahoma. Mm. And that was, that was an experience. That was something I'll never forget ever. I mean, just, you know, just how dedicated those division one athletes are and how hard I worked, like, you know, I will never forget that. And then I did that for, um, about, I did it for half a semester because my family was kind of going through some things and, you know, it, it was a really hard decision to make. And, I decided to come back, you know, just to kind of be with my family. Um, I really liked it up there. Mm -hmm. I really loved, th I loved that opportunity to work 
with that squad. Um, but I felt like God was calling me back home. So I decided to come back home. Um, but I still, I was still training. Um, I was still training elite. I was still doing elite gymnastics, which is like, you're still training for gymnastics. You're just not with the school. You're just with your club mm -hmm. team, if that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then I did that for a couple of years. And then I decided to turn my attention to, um, ASU gymnastics, which is club gymnastics. So just as long as you were taking college courses, you were, you know, you were able to compete with them. So that's what I did for four So years. you didn't have to enroll in ASU. No. Uh, as long as you were in college somewhere. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of what, which is kind of what like half of our guys on our team, um, we had half of them that went to ASU and they were competing for ASU. And then we had like another half that were doing like, you know, like, Mesa and Chandler and, you know, Scottsdale Community College. So it was pretty, you know, kind of split. So, so just, I, I'm a Christian man. Yeah. Uh, where, where did your devotion to Christ, uh, how did that start? Definitely want to know about that. Yeah. So when I was little, um, my mom was a Catholic um, and she never really, she never dragged us to a Catholic mass just because with her and her family, when she was growing up, she had to do like all the Catholic things, like mm -hmm. go to Sunday mass and, you know, go to mass like throughout the week. So she didn't want that on me and my brother. And so my journey to being a Christian kind of started when I was with my brother. My brother would take me to church with him. And then he took me to wildlife and young life, which is kind of where like, it really started, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of like a younger age. So I was like really blessed to be, you know, kind of start that journey as a younger man. But it really like that Christianity aspect of my life, like that really enhanced, like when I was in high school. So do, do you find your, yourself uh, being able to work through, th work through things uh, a lot easier or w with comfort, uh, knowing that you have uh, the backing of, of God? Or your Christian faith? Yeah, so I think it's probably the strongest pillar in my life for sure. Um, and especially a lot of the setbacks I've had, especially being a gymnast. Um, I've had five surgeries throughout my gym career. And every time I was always leaning on that like Christianity like mm -hmm. stronghold and just always reminding myself, you know, like y you will be fine. God will take care of you. Mm -hmm. And so going through that, like time and time again, I think that really helped me understand, you know, kind of, you know, just that aspect that whatever you're going through, um, it's where God wants you, number one. Number two is he won't put something in your life that he doesn't feel like you'll right. be able to do. Right. You know, so. I, I've had significant changes in my life as well. Grew up in the church, mm. um, you know, but once the family split apart, mm -hmm. you know, the the ideas of life kind of change. Right. Um, you know, with, with parents splitting apart, of course, they become single parents at that time. Yeah. So um, kind of changed the uh, the approach or the opportunity uh, to go to, to church. Yeah. And here I am, you know, at 49, redevoting my life to Christ. That's great. Uh, with, you know, I mentioned changes. Nothing changed until I started being obedient again. So I definitely understand that. Yeah. And, and I feel... Uh, Logan, the best I have in my life since uh, I am being obedient and going by his word. So just wanted to hear your take on that. Uh, yeah. But um, mom, is she still uh, with us? 
Yeah. So my parents are still here. Um, you know, and kind and kind of what you said going back. You know, it's it's good to be obedient by yourself, but when you have a community of brothers around you, it makes life so much easier. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know they give you perceptions and they give you like different angles to look at things. And you know, it's something that you would have like never really thought about. Right. You know. Um. And so yeah. Uh. You know. So my mom. Um. You know, she definitely helped me. Um you know, kind of realize certain things, especially in my life and like in college when I was like going through all like all my surgeries and like setbacks and everything, like she really kind of helped me kind of get me on the track, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, there were times where like I would kind of steer away from the path, which is normal. It's a normal Mm -hmm. thing. Um, You know, she would kind of like revert me back, like, hey, like make sure, you know, just make sure that you're reading scripture. Like don't, don't, don't get in that slump because once right. you're in it, it's like really hard to get out of it. I imagine mom didn't have to remind you of that. I, I, I imagine you had that in the back of your mind anyway. Hey, I'm, I'm slipping and, yeah. and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, but, you know, there are times where there are times like during the path where like you do have like that little voice in your head, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's you against you. Like just, you know, when you're rolling, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's always good to have you know, cause my, my mom's one of my best friends. And so it's always good to have like some family member, really close friend or brother, like, you know, either like a brother in Christ, mm-hmm. like verbally tell you, you know, Hey, make sure that you're either reading scripture or you're going to church or make sure like you're doing all these things, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of get you back on the path. Kind of like an accountability. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a partner. Yeah, 100%. So with, uh, with Christianity, I imagine that that doesn't necessarily align with jujitsu. Not really. <laughs> no. no, it's like you should treat others with respect. You're like, yeah, until on the map. <laughs> right, like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So with congratulations on just receiving your purple belt. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I was I supposed to that. be there uh, that day, but I, I was on call and I was oh, just too tired. Uh, yeah. Wanted to be there to support you. So yeah. congratulations. No, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I'll have to get back over there and, and maybe test that purple belt yeah. out. Oh, uh, man. You would, <laughs> no, you would you would destroy me, man. What no, you, come on. What are you come on, about? Logan. <laughs> so with, with gymnastics. You were very disciplined. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned even when you, you weren't um, going to a school, mm-hmm. you were still training. Mm-hmm. That tenacity and mm-hmm. that level of discipline, yeah. do you find that translating over to uh, jujitsu? Oh, of course. A thousand percent. I mean, a lot of the skills and um, a lot of the skills that I learned in gymnastics about being disciplined and that really kind of shifted over to jujitsu easily. Mm-hmm. But honestly, which I wanted your take on it, um, it's different because like in gymnastics, like it's you against yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and I'm not, I'm not sure if you're very familiar with it, but in gymnastics it's you go out, you train, you compete, and essentially a judge is giving you a score. So whatever their perception of how you did your event, you know, to the best of your ability, they're going to give you a score. Mm -hmm. So essentially it's just you... And you, like mm-hmm. when you compete, but then in jiu-jitsu, it's your will against someone else. And so I think the hardest thing that I had to kind of like l- understand was, you know, it's not just me anymore. It's right. me against someone else. Right. You know, and I I love that because I've never had something like that before. Right. You know. 
Me either. Uh, I did a little boxing as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and I was a baseball player uh-huh. throughout, you know, my, my life yeah. until I got to a certain age. But right. just by having that background, I think it just helps helped me understand. Mm-hmm. Still didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. But uh, I'll look at it like it's mental chess for me. Yeah. It's my great escape from the world. Uh, right. I get a chance to go in. Just like you say, it's you against you. Mm-hmm. So you go through that that battle mm-hmm. of not making a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's how I think about that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's fun. Yeah, it, it's fun. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something about meeting different people throughout the uh, ju- uh, yeah. jujitsu journey. What right. what does that? How how does that make you feel? First of all, to to be able to meet so many like minded people. It's very different, and mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative of it because. You know, when you're in a culture like gymnastics, it's you're just with other gymnasts. Mm-hmm. You know, they're your age. They're relatively like, you know, they're kind of on the same path that you are. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone wants to try to get to, you know, either like a national team or, you know, a top six spot on lineup or, a, you know, Olympics, like if they're like that good. But then in jiu-jitsu, it's very, it's very humbling and it's very like it's it opens my eyes a lot. You know, there's a lot of people that I meet at jujitsu, like, especially, you know, if it's in Arcadia or Scottsdale or Phoenix, you know, meeting different people, different ages, and just like, just hearing their life experiences. Mm -hmm. It's very like, it's cool. Like it's, it's cool to hear different stories, Mm -hmm. you know, and which like, I've never, like, I've never been like a, like a listener like when I was younger, like it was always, you know, oh, gymnast, great. Like, you know, let's get to practice. Yeah. You know? Boom, 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 done. But then in jujitsu, it's, you know, it really makes you have to listen mm-hmm. and really understand, you know, different, you know, inputs, outputs of, you know, during the role, like, you know, it's, uh, you know, if, if, if you're rolling and then all of a sudden, like they have a different like angle of how to look at things and then that transfers over to just talking about life mm-hmm. and really understanding what their viewpoint of life is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, and that's, that to me is probably the greatest thing that I've noticed a lot, like between like the, the changes of the two. That was the vision of me starting this podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, you know, I tell anyone that this podcast is not about me. <laughs> I have met so many amazing people yeah. uh, through my journey of jujitsu. Yeah. Um, Mike King Ray. He's the reason why I carry my uniform everywhere. Yeah. I've trained in California, Hawaii, Texas. Yeah. And I'll be going back to Houston again uh-huh. right after we leave. Right. Just finished talking to a uh, first-degree black belt from GB okay. uh, over there. So we're going to hook up. Oh, that's cool. But it's, it, it's kind of like when you step – it's kind of like going to a Starbucks when you get to a new city. Yeah. You look for the place that you can go and train if mm-hmm. you have that kind of time. Right. And that's kind of how I am because of the different people that you can meet. Right. Uh, for instance, I don't know if you know who Alex Morono is, mm-hmm. UFC guy. No. Uh, but he runs that school over there. And just to, to meet the people that he surrounds himself with uh, in Hawaii, uh, in California. Right. It's, it's just a life, in my opinion, it's just a life-changing event when you can just sit down and someone is willing uh, to share their story with yeah. you. Yeah, and that's and I think that's the most like to me that was probably the biggest uh impact going over to jiu-jitsu was because like in gymnastics it was relatively the same 
kind of story with different people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then when you look at jujitsu, it's it's a different, you know, it's a different story, different viewpoint of life, different walk of life. Mm-hmm. And all the things that you like for me at least as you know, when I first stepped in, like I think I started jujitsu when I was like twenty eight or twenty seven. Um, but it was you know, being a younger man and you can really listen and understand and pick up on things mm-hmm. that people learned throughout their journey. Yep. Not not only jujitsu, but just in life in general. Yep, absolutely. You know, and I think that like really helped me be an active listener and to, you know, kind of hold fast and, you know, really understand like mm-hmm. where someone like is coming from, you know? Yeah. And the thing about that is, uh, for us too, you have so many varying ages. Yeah. So you get a chance to, to see or listen, uh, to a variety of people, right? whether that be, you know, a teen, an adult or yeah. a female athlete, or, you know, just, just a parent. Yeah. Just, just talking. Yeah. I find that so fruitful, um, Great. coaching over at, um, uh, Peoria, mm-hmm. uh, I have so many great relationships with the kids that I coached, yeah. and we're still friends now that I'm over in North Phoenix. So yeah, that's a huge benefit, yeah. uh, for us, in my opinion. No, agreed. And a lot of uh, I I coached I coached gymnastics before I got you know the job I have right now. But when I coached gymnastics, I was you know I love talking to the parents, and some of the parents I like the kids that I used to coach. Like I'm still friends with those parents. Yep. And so you know, especially with coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, gymnastics coaching is way different, but in jujitsu coaching, I feel like that bond is just like, it's there, you know, because to me, in my opinion, I think, I think there's a lot of life lessons Mm -hmm. in jujitsu more than gymnastics. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, you know, it's, it's different. It's very different, but I think in my opinion, you know, I wish I had the skills when, you know, at that young age. I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I said all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like I wish I had the skills and you know, when when I when I look at kids doing jujitsu, I'm like, that's I wish I would have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not knocking gymnastics. I've learned I learned everything that I did in gymnastics. I loved it. You know, but there's just something about like learning ego death at a young age. Yes. And that's I think that's gonna set them up mm-hmm. for life. And you know, I look at coaches, I'm like, that is, that is a cool, that is a cool thing that they're playing such a huge part yep. in that development of that child. I, I loved it. Yeah. And, you know, Professor Jojo, he wants me to do the same thing at, mm-hmm. at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can't do it unless I have the, the right amount of time to right. do it. So yeah, it's, still figuring things out, right. regular life, uh, the podcast, which I'm very passionate yeah. about. And the other things that I like to do. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I, I just love it. Yeah. I, I just love being able to meet people and talk to people. Right. Uh, just like you. Uh, tell me about what, or do you see yourself competing um, this year? Yeah. As a purple belt? Yeah. I think I'm, so I had, I had, I had goals last year of trying to fight at least two tournaments every year. Like when I was like a, newbie fresh belt or newbie white belt um i was like you know for every year i'll I'll try to fight at two big ones mm-hmm. um then this year i kind of wanted to up the challenge a little bit um just because you know i re- i really want to i really want to turn the corner this year mm-hmm. that was kind of one of my goals for this year um 
you know, so I think I might try to fight at four big ones, um, you know, but at the same time, though, I try to, I try to take a step back and really kind of look like my competitive, like my competitive life mm -hmm. competing in gymnastics that that took a lot out of me, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I retired when I was like 26. So I was, I've been competing for a long time and, you know, I would like to compete more, but I've, I've had a lot of miles on my body. So I think that's why I keep it relatively, you know, between, you know, two or four fights. Um, but I, I definitely would like to challenge myself this year for sure. This is my milestone year. I will be 50 in August and I made it a goal of mine to compete as much as I could this yeah. year just to put myself to the test yeah. at, at this age. Yeah. Um, have a plan down, have a few tournaments that I'm going to. Do you think, do you think it's, do you think it's harder to compete like every year that you get older? Do you think? I think for me, it's been getting easier. Okay. Uh, uh, I started uh -huh. jiu-jitsu when I was 46. Okay. Um, you know, me going in and thinking, oh, this is a piece of cake. But okay. having to, uh, to start from the bottom and work my way up. Yeah. I feel like I have the skills as a, you know, 30-year-old, mid-30, 30-year-old yeah. person. It's because my mind, I believe my mind is sharp. Mm -hmm. I have good reflexes. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I, I know how to um, manipula uh, manipulate yeah. uh, my size, okay. so to speak. Got you. So do you think it's, I mean, do you think, so obviously when you compete, like your reflexes are there. Um, I assume you work out because you're a pretty big guy. I do not. Get out of here. The only thing I do is jujitsu. No way. That's it. Oh man, I wish, I wish I was like that. But for, so for me, like, so for me at, at, because, because I'm so disciplined, like I'll try, I'll try to work out at least four times a week mm -hmm. and then I'll try to like go to, to class like you know three to four times a week if I'm in town mm -hmm. um but do you think that weight training like that do you think that kind of translates over to jiu-jitsu a lot or uh talking to uh professor Narat, mm -hmm. um and he was explaining to me that you have to have this balance mm -hmm. uh you can't forget that you have a regular life outside of jiu-jitsu right um Mainly it's just putting together a plan mm -hmm. uh, for me. I know my body. I'm, you know, I'm beat up. I have bad knees, <laughs> bad shoulder, um, spinal fusion. Uh, so I have to kind of monitor that. Right. Uh, but as far as working out, I do want to start back working out uh, just to get my, uh, just to get myself ready mm -hmm. uh, for this grueling year that yeah. I, I plan for myself. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it, it's going to be an extra benefit yeah. to me to be uh, stronger in certain areas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I've, when, when we, when we've rolled, I was like, man, this, this is a big dude. <laughs> I'm like, this, I like, this guy can probably bench like 350 at least, you know, like he's a big I used guy. to work out with 315. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I think I, yeah, I, I, when, when I studied like exercise science in college, um, that was, that to me was one of the big things was like, you want to, if you if you want to compete, you want to train the way that that you compete, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, but I think, yeah, I think for you, you know, I if if you if you start to go back to the gym, you will be an unstoppable force, my friend. 
Yeah, you know, I mentioned it's my milestone year. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I give myself the best possible chance right. uh, to do good. Yeah. I mean, it, it always go back. You win and you learn. Yeah. Exactly. But I want to make sure that I do the very, very best I can to prepare mm-hmm. uh, myself for the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah, so, exactly. But, I mean, it's just like uh, Professor Narat told me. You have to uh, understand your body. You have to listen to your body. And you just have to put a plan in place. Yeah. And stick to that plan. Right. Uh, so that that's where I'm at. Uh, I am so excited. I'm, uh, I'm excited for you. We will probably see each other at some of these tournaments for oh, sure. For sure. For sure. Logan, thank you so much for thank stopping you. in. Thank you very uh, much for having me. Yes, sir. It, it was a pleasure to sit down and talk to you outside of the mats. Yeah. I always thought that you were such a uh, unique person that I wanted to get away from the mats to kind of yeah. uh, listen to you and learn from you and, and bring your uh, perspective in. Thank you very much. On top of that, I knew you're a Christian, man, so I definitely yeah. want to give you some time so we can fellowship in that way as well. Absolutely. I would definitely love that for sure. All right. Thank you so much, Logan. Uh, Thank you for watching this episode of Beyond the Map Podcast. Don't forget to check out episode number 12, which is out today. Uh, Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you.